Baking. Yo, beard. Uh, survey Serving time. <laughs> <laughs> Children of the Corn. Road trip to Duluth. Managna. Ha. And uh, Monday. Industry standards. Nomad. Go watch Raw. Wildcat. Thumbfrog. What's up now? JDX. Yeah, you can get on your own, but heel turn is going to deliver to you. Live from the mud pit. Justin D. Xavier. The D stands for don't come in here with that shit because he's the AWF champion. How you doing, man? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Even better after that one. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going to go with it. <laughs> We've been looking forward to... I was like, to, uh... leave it to me. I was like, it's too much pressure for me to come up with something. Right I feel like uh, that's that's like when we talk to to folks at the shows and we're like, hey, what's a uh, what's your gimmick name for uh, that? You got you got like a name for your finish and like you know when you were like the last breath is like that's great. And sometimes yeah. people are like, I don't know, and it's like, well, okay, we're gonna name shit for you then. <laughs> <laughs> right, I can thank you guys for the JD Executioner. <laughs> oh, dude, I feel like uh, I feel like that whole era of uh, of you and and Riley and and uh, Oren working together was just it was so easy to call. You know, you guys just were so much fun yeah. together. You got yeah, still have uh, unfinished blast. business there. I'm sorry. What was that, King? You have still have some unfinished business there. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And um. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, I'm making my return, I believe, on, um, no, actually, yeah, I'm making my return to MAW on February 22nd at the poorhouse, you know. Yes. You guys will be there, of course, and then, uh, you know, how big of a show that would be. Um, but unfortunately, I won't be able to get my hands on those guys just yet, but, yeah. You know, yeah, who knows? Be- I mean, they're going to be there, too. A little uh, little extra extra credit ass-kicking. Never hurt anybody, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> So we wanted to talk to you. We've been trying to get you on for a long time, and and schedules finally uh, meshed up, and it just so happens it happened after you've become the AWF champion, your first major championship. You know, you've been doing a little bit of everything all over, uh, and you know, getting down to to uh, Orlando, and uh, you know, getting your face out there. But uh, I mean, what what's the the change? You know, we've been seeing a lot of. A lot of Facebook videos, carrying the gold, you know, you've always kind of carried yourself as a champion, and I think that that's, uh, it's it's great to see the uh, the gold around the waist. Oh, thank you, man, thank you. Well, as far as the change, it's just a lot more pressure. 
it's a lot more pressure to like deliver. And you know, you got guys like Angel Adorado, sometimes Airwolf and Craven Knight, and, and a lot of other good wrestlers on you know the AWF promotion that you know pop up. Um, it's just a lot of pressure, man. It's just you know, and the guys simply, like, oh man, you got it. I believe in you, and da 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 da. And you know, I believe in myself too. But it's just that that extra, the extra pressure. And it's funny that you meant mention NXT like I want to say like it took me a while to to like get that monkey off of my back mm-hmm. because I always felt as though like you know I just and people may have been thinking it or they may not have but the weight like the type of pressure that I put on myself is like when I maybe don't have the greatest match ever you know up or to my standards you know I was always like I was always of the mindset of like people were thinking like oh that guy was on NXT <laughs> that's him like yeah. you know it's just yeah so it's just just extra pressure and, you know i'm very proud to have been on nxt i'm very proud to be the awf world heavyweight champion right now but you know it's also stressful and i feel like i'm doing a pretty good job at it but yeah <laughs> are you able to take time to enjoy it i mean or is it just kind of a pressure cooker you know i would say i could enjoy it more um <laughs> You know, I enjoy like you know taking my pictures and whatnot, doing my little videos on my you know on my um, social media and stuff. You know, showing off the belt, showing off the suits and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's always like once I get to the venue, it's like okay, how can I make this match that much better? And you know, I've reached out to my you know my um, what can I say here? Lifelinks for lack of a better term. You know, like Eric Cannon and Arya Navari and Ken Anderson. You know, I reach out to those guys and ask them and like uh, Tim Hughes and Bob Evans. I ask all those guys, you know, like how, like what makes a main event match good? You know, like what, what, what is it that I have to, you know, what do I have to do to make it stand out, you know, mm-hmm. from other matches, you know, to send the people home happy? Yeah, I think that that's... So yeah, those guys... I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I think that that's one of the things that uh, has been really great about seeing guys like yourself, um, folks coming through the academy and, and really um, really coming into their own over the last six months, contending for belts, winning gold here and you know and elsewhere, having opportunities like uh, going down to Orlando or going down to Chicago or you know anywhere yeah. else. Um, it's really... it's. Uh, how much y'all are bringing back to Minnesota. And I think the, the learning curve, you know, we could see people kind of coming up, but now kind of hitting that next gear. We just talked to Lore last week about, uh, about his MAW championship win and uh, his tag team oh, titles yeah. and, and, and things like that. And, and just seeing, you know, you and Lore go from being kind of who you, who you were to who you are as a champion even is a is a, a kind of a new kind of next gear. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, it's, you know, like Laura, I'm sure like Laura is like, you know, I got to like this of the same mentality as me. Like I really got to deliver because I'm the main event. I'm the company's, um, the company, <laughs> the company's top guy. So, you know, it's a it's not a pressure from everyone else and it's not even a, a pressure that's put on by the promoter or whatever it's, it's just the fact that they believe in you so it's like it's, it's self pressure you know it's pressure that you bring upon yourself do you think that pressure that you're putting on will it, it, that it, it basically 
taking yourself like a piece of coal and the more pressure you're applying you're going to get that diamond do you see when you're looking back at matches and performances that you have the not just incremental bumps and in how good you're getting but seeing drastic jumps in what your what your performances are in the ring you know what i think so i think so beer because no i'm sorry king i think so because like um so what like what AWF is doing for me right now, they're bringing in guys that like that aren't necessarily um, guys that I'll face on any other promotion here in Minnesota. So like a few weeks back, I faced Roy Flash Gordon. So you know, Flash has been down to NXT himself, like for the Performance Center or stuff like that. So um, he has a lot of knowledge himself, and you know, just killing it in Chicago and elsewhere. Even even here in Minnesota, like we tore the house down, you know, as people say. You know, um, and I, I'm able to learn from him. I'm able to learn from um, another Chicago guy, um, Storm Grayson, and, like, um, just a different bevy of guys. And even, like, Mitch Paradise, I uh, had a title defense against him last week. Just the ability to, you know, learn from all of these guys. So, like, while I'm closing the shows and stuff, I'm still learning from these guys, you know. It's almost an illusion. Well, that's wrestling in general, you know, an illusion. <laughs> but, yeah. What's it, what's it like? I mean, you know, I think that one of the things that's been great about the the booking for AWF, bringing in some of these guys from Chicago, bringing in kind of a one-off with uh, with Mitch, uh, bringing him in to face you, you know, what, what's been, what's been different um, in terms of how you're approaching that, that learning curve? You know, I mean, you have the time before before a show and then obviously kind of in ring how how do you how do you kind of process that afterwards i mean how do you, how do you um kind of dissect your match or kind of go through and and think about kind of what you learned do you have a, kind of a process or or do you um do you have kind of a sense for that so this is probably going to be like a cliche typical answer but yeah it's what i do so um i'm not going to beat myself up about it but so I, you know, typically, you know, when a, a guy wrestles another, you know, someone that's been wrestling longer than them, um, you typically ask them, you know, um, what can I improve on? Or, you know, do you have any advice or, you know, things of that nature. And so I go through that, you know, like, what did you think? Uh, what can I improve upon? And all that good stuff, you know, just ask them for advice. And, you know, of course, ask veterans that may have been watching. Know, if they heard it or if they watched it or etc you know ask them for advice too on things that i can work on are you a believer in pulling a veteran aside you know and asking you know hey can you watch my match and then give me some feedback absolutely i fully believe in it um i probably haven't done it as much as i should you know because it's, it's i want to say it's intimidating but you know a lot of time guys are like busy doing their own thing and you know they're they may be getting prepared for their match or what have you you know whatever the case may be so you know if i happen to notice that i see like an eric cannon or chris jordan or a mitch paradise or ken anderson or you know whatever type of veteran or or air wolf or you know anyone uh, or invite you know anyone that's you know considered you know my superior you know, has been around the business longer than me, you know, guys that I look up to, I, you know, I asked them, like, what did they think, you know? So, what? I don't 
Oh, go, go out of my way and be like, hey, man, can you watch this? But I definitely, if I see him, oh, yeah, best believe JDX will be in their face asking them. What, what has been the best piece of advice you've gotten as far as continuing to hone and improve your in-ring skills? Hmm, that's a really good question. Huh. Actually, I'm going to have to take a second and think about that one. Let me see here. <laughs> well, you think about so it, I know what the D stands for. It stands for dapper. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a good one. That's a good one. Um, trying to think here. Um, okay, maybe it, I'm going to just go with it because it's what's coming off the top of my dome right now. It's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, probably um, Eric Cannon, like he always tells me, you know, just give them you. And that's like some that goes into some of the advice that he's given me for as far as like how to work a main event, just be different from everyone else. Because and it's easy because I just be me. I just be JDX. You know, no one else can be JDX. You know, like only JDS can be JDX. So I just give them me, you know, and that's very elementary. But at the same time, you know, it makes a lot of sense, at least in my opinion. Yeah, I think that there's there's something that's really unique about I think the group that has kind of grown up together in the ring mm-hmm. the way that you all have started to become comfortable with being you in the ring you know giving them you I think has been yeah. kind of it's been kind of the fucking best over the last uh, <laughs> six months you know because I think everybody's now comfortable enough in the ring or you know in the main event closing the show uh, to yeah. be able to say, you know, like like you said, someone believes in me uh, to give me this shot at their company's title, and I want yeah. it, and now they uh, believe in me enough as a draw to bring people in because they want to see because they want to see me and they want to see me go up against some of the best in the Midwest. And I think that that's yeah. the thing that we've noticed the most. and uh, King, you could probably chime in on this too, but it's it's, that uh, that moment where you see JDX being JDX in the ring, like giving them you, or you know, like we said, Lore or Sebastian Taylor, Caranoia, or yeah. Dorado, or Wolf, or you know, I mean, all all the folks that that are doing it, you know. I prefer to distill it down to this: X gonna give it to you. You can get it on your own, but JDX gonna deliver it to you. We use that on commentary, even when you're not on the show. That is true. Because you have a very particular style and a very particular cadence in the ring. Mm-hmm. Where And we talked about it on commentary, and we've talked about it on the podcast uh, before. You string moves together in bunches that is absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, they have a really good rhythm. Thank you, man. Thank and you. It's a bar you you set for other people. So when we're talking about it, there's a lot of like, oh, that's very JDX-like. Um, <laughs> because that's something where we feel like you were doing that before anybody else. Yeah. Especially when Oren oh, rips wow. off the same three moves that you do for the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But to be honest with you, um, I have to thank Oren. I really do. He, um, man, that guy, like, you know, not just the behind the scenes stuff that he does for me but in the ring stuff too like him stringing along 
like so he asked me one day what what moves do you do like what are your main three moves i can't remember yeah he was facing airwolf at battleground and he was like what what are some of like your main go-to moves and i was just like um the randy orton power slam uh maybe a gourd buster and then <laughs> i follow it with a knee and so like he put that sequence together and i was like hmm, like he stole my move but i'm gonna steal the sequence in which he did because yeah. like i wasn't i wasn't honestly i was just doing the randy orton as like the randy orton snap power slam i was doing it like as a one-off move and then later on i would come back and hit like a core buster with the knee but yeah. all three of them together you know he just like came up with the old jdx and then it kind of got over with like cody rice and like era wolf and i'm like well if it's over with these guys then yeah. you know uh, <laughs> what it wouldn't be something bad and sometimes i think that's incorporate. the best trends are ones that were not intended to be a trend yeah absolutely i mean that's when you know you're really on to something is when other people look at it and they go, oh, uh, I, I got to be like that guy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I think that that's been one of the things that's been the most interesting. And, and seeing you and Riley and Oren in the ring together, I mean, obviously we see you most often in, in MAW from our perspective. But, you know, even seeing you outside of that at Battleground or, um, you know, now at, at AWF, that how that's kind of spun out from the three of you together or kind of, you know, stringing things together or, or even the kind of, like, mimicking uh, that, that that kind of repetition, you know? I mean, it's one of those things yeah. that uh, we learn so much by doing stuff like that, and I think that having that opportunity to have three people that were really hungry and learning together, you know, paired up. I, we talk all the time about the three of you against... Lore and uh, and Austin, Austin Arrow and and Kyle, you know, being that really amazing moment because there was th- there was six guys in the ring, and like you said, like all giving the crowd you, you know, um, yeah, and that that was a really <laughs> I don't know. know about that match, guys. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was controlled that chaos, match. and by controlled, <laughs> it, was, uh, it was not very controlled. <laughs> <laughs> it was, that match was very good. I um I wasn't happy. With performance in that match because i had literally just got there like um like 10 minutes before like literally that was a double so duty now right like, yeah yeah it was yeah. man i was over at awf i had um, a match against angel at Rado, and then i had oh, to wow. like speed on over to maw you know at the mounds and yeah then, yeah i only had like 10 minutes literally to there. <laughs> so. but i think that speaks to speaks to your a your professionalism but b your talent because you were able to go in on that little a time in a match with five other people, and it's yeah. one of those matches that everybody talks about. Really? It is. Like, if you, if you awesome. talk to people, especially, like, people behind the scenes at MAW or other wrestlers, that's a match that they're going to bring up. Yeah. Because nice. it's, it's, it's one of those uh, matches... That there was a lot of emotion attached to. Yeah. Yeah. It came off as it should, as it was high stakes. Absolutely. With no belt on the line. Absolutely. There was there was a little bit of a feud going on, but not a big feud. Yeah. It literally was just here's the best six guys in the promotion who don't hold the belt. Somebody's gotta take a pinfall and somebody's gotta get the win. So, I mean, absolutely. Uh, 
One of the things I wanted to ask is is now that you are AWF champion, obviously defending that belt is, is a number one priority, but what's what are you looking forward to in twenty nineteen? Do you have that uh, you know, that Cody Rhodes list of people you'd love to to lock up with or you'd love AWF to to bring in to be able to, you know, kinda of defend AWF and Minnesota wrestling, or do you have any places that you'd love to to go or uh, wrestlers you'd like to, to take on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, um, as far as like goals, um, one of my main goals is to get a tryout. Well, not like so. Not, I've had a tryout, but like, but at SmackDown, you know, before like SmackDown was run, you know, before it went on live and everything. But I want like to be invited down to the performance center. Um, so that's one of my goals, you know, just to get down or get the experience, you know. Um, and then also. Um, so I'm looking for one. You, you said you said shows. Like, are there any shows that I'm looking forward to? Yeah, actually, um, heavy on wrestling. I'm looking forward to this upcoming match that I have on February 17th, I believe it is. Um, which I know you guys will be there too, right? Yes, sir. You will be, sir. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, against um, you know Aaron Cannon, um, the talented Nathan Networks, and then also, you know, an independent wrestling legend in Cabana. So, you know, that news was dropped when I was at the gym. So I was just like, oh, okay, all right. Also, you know, I mean, indie rap legend Lil Nate, Lil Prince SoundCloud, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Yeah, I get to get my hands on him again, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and and what an opportunity for for you and, you know, and for for Nate to wrestle two of the kind of quintessential independent wrestlers of the last, you know, 10, 15 years and have a title shot online. I mean, that's awesome. That's big. Yeah. <laughs> to be, you know, even thrown in that spotlight, that position this early on in the game. Like, I feel like um, Nate has only been there. Uh, Nate, that was has only been there for what? Maybe this is his third upcoming show. Yeah. 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 Something like that, um, if I'm not mistaken. And this is only my second. So, like, to be given that nod, you know, by, you know, the heavy on officials, man, that's that says a lot, you know, whether we win or not, you know, but it's just the fact that we're even in the ring. With Eric Cannon, with Cole Cabano, with a title shot on the line against potentially Darren Corbin or Airwolf, you know, that takes values. It's a it's a pretty big step, and I think it's one of those that's well deserved. I think a lot of the the talent that's getting recognized uh, over the last six months to a year, and and bringing you guys up to heavy on or. Or you know, bring folks down to Chicago, or kind of going out, um, you know, like like your situation, you know, getting a shot at that title and making the most of it, and taking out you know Nick Nelson, who I, he had a lengthy title reign, nothing to sniff at, and and then also you know beating him in the rematch, and I think that that's that's a lot, you know. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Do you when you look at where you're at? Do you think about philosophically your style and what you're trying to move towards in 2019? Do you look at ways you can, I, I mean, we know you are a gym rat. That <laughs> it's your second home. You know, I could be more of a gym rat. You're, you are king that's, of no coast. That's the pressure, man. <laughs> um, but do you look at it from like the storytelling perspective and say, 
you know, this is what I want to work on this this year. This is I want I want a story with some with some meat on its bones, um, whether wherever yeah. it is, whoever it's against, and I really want to show that I can, you know, stretch my style out in a different format. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there are always like if you, like they say, once you stop learning in this business, you might as well quit. Um, so there are definitely things that I want to get better at as far as, you know, my in-ring game, my, my in-ring game, my social media game. Um, like you said, I'm a gym rat, but, you know, I would, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to disagree with it, but I can improve on that, you know, just my discipline and how often I go, you know, um, all types of things. I'm always trying to better myself, you know, and like a lot of people will be like, hey, you know, JDX, if I can move like you. Like, dog, like, I would be freaking happy if I could just be in your shoes for one day. <laughs> like, yeah, but there are, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not happy being in my shoes, you know? So, like, it's just that pressure, you know? I just feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself. So, yeah. Do you have a particular... But there are definitely... I'm sorry? Oh, no, go ahead. Well, yeah, there are definitely guys that I would love to, you know, get in there with and, you know, be able to tell a story possibly you know have like a rivalry with you know whether that's here in Minnesota or you know out and about in the midwest anybody uh any names pop off the top of your head um i don't know why well actually i do know why because he's very freaking good and he won't be here much longer he's already dipping out you know and venturing out but um airwolf like airwolf forces me to like go to that next level you know because he's so good so it's like you know i are you like you guys like they typically break no kayfabe on this right oh yeah yeah okay okay i just want to make sure (laughs) um we don't we don't we don't use shoot names but we definitely yeah like this is uh this is whatever you want it to be bro some people come on and they're like all in character brother and some people are like hey you want to talk about comic books for an hour (laughs) gotcha i just want to make sure oh yeah Um, because i was like if not maybe they'll edit it out (laughs) but um yeah so like airwolf is really freaking good at like calling matches and like you know coming up with different slots and where they go with the match so me, I'm kind of used to, like, used to, like, not always having to put the match together, but when I work with him and I, when I work with his little brother, you know, Angel Dorado, like, I kind of just shut up, and I just let those guys put it together because, like, I know the match is going to be amazing, you know? It's like, that's the trust that I have in them, you know? Those guys are just that damn good, you know? So that's one guy I, would, I wouldn't mind having a few with here in Minnesota, at least, you know? Is that something? So, you know, is that something that you feel like would be a good addition, or something that you're kind of interested in in figuring out for yourself this year, or, or is is that? Um, I mean, I think I think that some people work best while they're you know calling a match in the ring. Some people work best if they have a opportunity to to kind of talk through uh, some of the big things and then you know kind of call the rest on the fly and, and you know and some people want to be able to really craft something before they go out there do you have a kind of particular style or method that you feel more comfortable with or you know something that you'd like to be more comfortable with yeah absolutely i would like to be more comfortable with uh, working in you know working 
calling it on the fly. I don't know why that was a struggle. But yeah, calling it on the fly. So like another instance where I had a double shot, you know, Mr. Big Shot and me, Mr. AWS. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, no, actually, no, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. I was actually working, working for uh, Canon at uh, First Wrestling doing the, um, whatever, the zombie pub crawl or whatever. Oh, yeah. And I had to zoom on over to St. Paul and I took on Ryan Cruz and Cruz took care of me. I got there like within like literally 10 minutes before it was time to run out there and, you know, put on a show for the folks at uh, Mounds Theater. And he pretty much walked me through it, man. Like, so I would like to, to be able to get to that level, you know, and not, not panic. Like, okay, cool. Like, all right, I'm 10 minutes. We only got 10 minutes before showtime, you know, yeah. and we're going to be okay. So I would love to be able to do that. But, um, you know, there's always, a, there's always a great pleasure to be able to, you know, have a lot of time to like, you know, go over everything that you need to yeah. go over, you know. Yeah, well, we're we're super looking forward to. I mean, that was one of our favorite MAW matches, and I think that Cruz, you know, raising. Yeah, yeah I mean, I you know, I I think that it doesn't always have to be the best technical match. It doesn't even have to get the best pop. But I think that just you know exactly what you're saying. You know, like going out there, um, having the confidence that you can put on a great a great match or the best match, um, night in, uh, night out, and just kind of give it. You're all in, and start to build the confidence to be able to do that. When when yeah. when we heard that you and Cruz were gonna be uh, fighting each other at Poorhouse for MAW, we were like, man, I can't wait to call that because you know <laughs> when you look back, I think that that was maybe October or something. I think that that was even yeah. the first time you guys locked up in singles and and just thinking about yeah, from, at least in MAW, yeah. yeah, like from from October to. You know, late February. I mean, what a difference those six months make. Mm-hmm. You know, so to yeah, see <laughs> to see you in the ring with him again. Um, you know, especially in light of of this conversation, it's it's something that we've been really you know we've been really looking forward to a lot of those matches. But uh, for us having had a chance to call that match, we're really excited to call that match too. You know, well, I think yeah. for, for us, it's it's kind of. Uh, it's an interesting. You had an interesting run of matches in that time frame because you had kind of your your start of your turn in MAW, and for us it was like kind of the culmination of that turn is probably your cruise match. Your yeah. becomes your full turn at that point, mm-hmm. and for Ryan, that's the start of his turn kind of feeling yeah so it's a really interesting thing to see that happen and now here we are and you guys are going to go at it again so from a storytelling perspective it's it's completely different than what your first match was (laughs) right it's always interesting that way like you look back like a Obviously, it wasn't a year ago, but like you know, sometimes it it, happens it feels often like in WWE it. Where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Like I've been going too long for from MAW, <laughs> way too long, man. Do you have a particular regiment of like tape or YouTube or the network that you watch, a particular <laughs> talent that you watch? You say, you know, this month I'm going to watch uh, Ricky Steamboat. Yeah. Um, or this month I'm going to watch um, Tiger Mask, um, just to kind of Absolutely. build your repertoire or your storytelling technique 
or your promos or what have you. Yeah, so um, what I like to do is, um, and I haven't done it, I skipped it, but I went back because, like, when you first start wrestling at wrestling school, like, you think you know about the business, but come to find out, like, your entire life that you've been watching wrestling, it's like night and day. It's like you think you know what you're watching, but you really don't until you get in the business, at least in my opinion. Um, so... Yeah, I went back and start watching, like, from the first WrestleMania and on, like, and it took me almost, like, a year to get up until, you know, like, the current day WrestleMania, I believe it was, like, in New Orleans or mm-hmm. whatever it was. So, yeah, I, oftentimes, like, I, I'll go and watch, like, maybe the big four pay-per-views or maybe, um, so right now I'm just, like, watching every pay-per-view, and I believe I'm, like, in 2002. Yeah, I'm actually on WrestleMania 18. So, I go and watch that stuff, and I watch, like, the top guys. So of course, I watch, you know, like the um, the curtain jerker matches and whatnot, like and whatnot. But you know, I'm watching the main events and I'm like, okay, why are these guys in the main event? Like, what is it that they're doing? You know, what can I take from these guys? Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, like, I'll dip in and out of that some days, and then I'll go and watch like 205 Live, of course, because you know Arya's on there, and then like some of my favorite guys, like Cedric Alexander, Leo Rush, those guys. And then I gotta watch NXT because. Uh, Ricochet and Bianca Belair yeah. and then also just like I'll just go and watch just Ricochet matches because every time I watch her like I'll be down and out and like uh, I don't feel like going to the gym or I don't feel like going to class or whatever the case is and oh, I got this match coming up okay I'll just think about it on that day of but the way to like snap myself out of that, I'll like put a ricochet match on and like I'll just watch like some of his independent wrestling stuff and I'll be like oh man like okay I'm gonna take this spot right here not like literally the same spot, but you know, the inspiration of the spot that he did. And I'll like try to, you know, incorporate it in the, the matches that I have. Do you have a favorite that, that weekend or whatever? Do you have a favorite version of Ricochet? <laughs> you know, please say I'm it's, a, you please know, say really, it's Helios. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really a gear guy. If you haven't noticed. Yeah. Um, so, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I really, and this is probably gonna sound stupid, but I really like Ricochet, and it may sound homosexual, but whatever. <laughs> um, I really like Ricochet and Trunks. So like the independent version of him, like yeah. I really love his gear and whatnot. Just like he's he kind of wrestles the same. Still, I just it's just like a preference of seeing him in the Trunks, and it's yeah. you know. Homo as that sound, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's wrestling. A, so. He, like yourself, is a damn handsome man. He has a lot to be proud of. So there you go. <laughs> you gotta get a shake what your mother gave you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. I so I mean, what do you have what do you have coming up? I, I know that you'll be defending the AWF belt. We mentioned the mm-hmm. the poor house show. I mean what what's on the horizon for JDX in the next couple months? Um, so actually, um so like we said, heavy on the poorhouse. What else? Let's see. Um, so I'll be going over to ACW out in Wisconsin. I believe it's Waukesha, or yeah. Don't quote me on that because I'm bad with town names. Um, I believe it's Waukesha, Wisconsin, for you know Hornswoggle's promotion, oh, ACW. Yeah. Um, I'll be fighting him and his tag team partner Nick Colucci. Um, with Coda Jacobs, you know, the epitome will be taking them on for the um, tag team titles of ACW. Man, I, 
I, we didn't you... even mention, like, you guys down in RCCW, too. <laughs> yeah, you guys are yeah, killing man. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, and that, that's actually a nod from them, too, man. I, you know, that's, that's, that's big, because they actually, like, reached out to us to come and face them, because we faced them down in RCCW, and they were impressed. So for them to actually have us come and face them at their own promotion was like you know a huge knot and it's very humbling to say the least um and then also i have a uh, frontline pro which is run by uh, ben mccoy yep. you know good old you know my yeah my man. brother from another mother ben <laughs> ben mccoy is gonna be on the uh maw yeah, uh, show in is, june and we are yes like That's awesome so over the moon about being able to call his match so yeah that's awesome i was happy when i saw that man so yeah i um i got his promotion i'll be going over to and um yeah frontline pro and then i believe that's about it as far as different promotions that i'll be um dipping my foot into because i just got a you know a shoot job that requires me to work on weekends right now so uh, as far as my out of out of state bookings they'll they'll be on hold for the next maybe 70 days yeah hey man there's uh there's plenty of other gold that look great around your waist you know it's very true <laughs> absolutely local gold spends just as well as out of town gold <laughs> so out of, curi- out of curiosity oh, yeah, against, uh, out of curiosity Minnesota. i wanna i'm crank i'm i'm you know, I would like to get up into that top five. I didn't expect to be in the top ten. I honestly <laughs> did not. But I would love to be in that top five. So, you know, hey, it I mean, to be, you know, it's one of it's one of the, my favorite times of the year, you know, sending sending those ballots out and then they slowly start trickling in and I start doing all the math. And uh, <laughs> it was really cool to see a lot of a lot of y'all that were really, you know, putting in the hours, making towns, doing the drives. You know, getting in the yeah. gym, you know, no coast crew, um, and, you know, mixing it up with some of the the kind of best and well-known people we had. It was, I think it was a testament to, you know, this becoming kind of the Academy era of Minnesota wrestling. You know, new faces <laughs> the out there. Era. Yeah, man. Be careful, though. That's James Toppy is coming. Yeah, James Toppy is coming. So For everybody. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I saw him earlier at, uh, at the Academy. Yeah, man, he's looking good. Nobody's safe. It was so good to see him bump because he has, like, the freaking prettiest bump to me. And yeah. I was just like, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. No, they, I mean, that was, uh, there, was a, there was a number of injuries last year that I think were just really devastating, you know, to see yeah, good absolutely. folks that are just out there working their asses off and, and, and suffering injuries. It was it was a tough tough year for Minnesota wrestling in that respect, but man, these these uh these comebacks this year are gonna just be hot. Is there anybody anybody on the comeback or anybody coming out of the academy that you really haven't had a whole lot of matches with or any matches with that you are looking there are a forward lot of to? Guys like that. There are a lot of guys like that, King man. Um, the one, the first one that comes to mind is um, Devon Monroe. I would love to work that guy. Um, he's really, really freaking good, and that's yeah. like an understatement for like for him to only be wrestling for. I don't want to miss him, but I'm gonna say it anyways. I think maybe four months, maybe I don't yeah. know. I know he debuted around Halloween, so whatever that match is, <laughs> that dude is really freaking good. Um, so I would love to wrestle him. Um, 
the system. I haven't had a lot of interactions with him. His character work is pretty darn good. Um, so there, you know, there's some things growing on under the AWF umbrella between me and him. So I'm sure that'll happen eventually. Um, let me think who else. Um, Levy Cruz, that guy is pretty darn good himself. Also, like for how young he is, you know, um, like when we were doing like the SmackDown tryout, like I was really impressed with, you know, how he delivered, you know. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of pressure. You know? Ab- he, yeah, absolutely. He delivered pretty well. And he didn't even wrestle a guy that he was familiar with. So that's another amount of pressure that's like, you know, unbelievable to think about. Um, I'm trying to think, man. Who else? There's a lot of guys, though. It's like, you know, it's like being on NXT TV and stepping in the ring with Cash's fucking Ono. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You said, you said it's like or what is it like? Oh, I mean, I would love to hear what it's like, but I would imagine <laughs> that, uh, that that was no small amount of pressure for you either. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> it was a lot of pressure. Guys, like, uh, the Undisputed Era, I was just telling guys at the Academy earlier, like, how cool they were. Like, uh, specifically, like, Kyle O'Reilly and uh, Roger Schoen, they were, like, you know, kind of, we weren't in Gorilla, but, like, we were, like, right outside Gorilla. And they were just like, hey, man, it's cool. Like, I get nervous too, man. It's like, and look at, you know, look at me, how long I've been doing this, but, you know, I still get nervous. So I was like, yeah, man. That's awesome. That's, you know, that really, yeah, exactly. And, like, Nikki Cross, she was like, just breathe. <laughs> so yeah, like, well, I mean, they were that, awesome. And then, like, I'm sorry. No, no. I was just gonna say. I think that that gets back. Like one of the stories that we tell pretty much everybody was when we were out at uh, we were out at Uncle Mike's, and you sat in on commentary, and I used it in the Mindy write up too because I thought it was the best. It was it was you kind of turned to us at at the kind of halftime of the show after sitting in on commentary and said, "This is the best. Like you guys get to sit here." and like put everybody over and it was you know and i think that that's as simple as canon saying you know what you need to do you just need to go out there and give them you you know i I think that it's it's a bunch of people that care about professional wrestling and care about each other succeeding and uh you know and i think that you know going down to orlando and realizing that that is the people that get there you know, by and large, are the people that are are doing that, right? They're they're yeah. trying to figure out how they can look as good as they can look while making yeah. everybody else look as good as they can as well. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That's that's honestly like the mentality that I that was shared with me because Cassius, he went like he was like, "Do you mind?" Like, because he was asking me what I was good at. Um, which ain't a lot, <laughs> but um, he was actually what like I was comfortable like giving it. He was like a drop kick, and I was like, uh, my drop kicks ain't the best. Do so you mind if I give you like a reverse back elbow instead? He's like, yeah, man, okay, cool. And then he was like, um, he was like, do you mind if I don't bump on that? <laughs> and then <laughs> so it was like a, a record scratch. Like DJ, what? Like we're yeah. <laughs> like like stop the music. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just said what? Is it okay if you don't bump on that? Yeah. The enhancement talent. And he's like, well, yeah, man, you know. And I was just like, yeah, bro, it's totally fine. Like, come on, man. Yeah, we'll, we'll let that so, one yeah, slide. That just goes to show, yeah. <laughs> I'm like the humility, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. So I want to I want to make sure that people can find you online, can keep up to date with you. Where where can everybody find uh, the old JDX on, on social media? 
everyone can find OJDX on um, Instagram at official.jdx. And then um, on Facebook, I can be found as the real McCoy, JDX. And then on Twitter, I always forget this one because, honestly, God, I just started using Twitter this year. Um, I believe it's, I know it's official JDX, but I forget how it posts. So if you type in official JDX, I should come up. I'm not sure if it's a dot or, or what have you. It might be an underscore yeah. on Twitter. I can't, I can't remember. You think so? You know, yeah. I don't think it's an underscore. No, I don't know. I don't know, man. I I, I, I type in so many guy. things. I type in JDX, it pops up. <laughs> All right, okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, just look for the ripoffs. Uh, DX with the J in front of you. you know that's me. Hell yeah, man. Uh, well, hey, dude. Just type in Dapper Kingpin of yeah, Justin <laughs> Dapper <laughs> Xavier. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Ju- Justin, <laughs> to know what my Twitter handle is, Xavier. That's good. It's fine. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, dude, I'm so happy we, we had a chance to get you on. It's It's been so awesome. You know, congrats again on the, the AWF win and, and everything we got coming up. It's going to be... It's going to be super fun to call your match at Heavy On and super fun to call you and Cruz at uh, at uh, MAW. So, you know, well, all yeah. the... We can't wait to have you back in the commentary booth at some point. Hell yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. Hey, man, I've been hitting Eli up, man. I'm like, hey, you guys need to hurt your guy or whatever. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Man, we will I, get, you, I, get I, you in and get I, you back on the mic. Absolutely, man. Cool, man. Well, Thank have you a, guys for having me on. No doubt. Have a, have a great night. Best of luck uh, on the upcoming matches, and uh, doors always open, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You enjoy the rest of your night as well. You too. That's been JDX. Uh, catch him online. Catch him out at the shows. Uh, Heavy on Wrestling, No Love Lost 2, February 17th up in Duluth, Minnesota at uh, that old Clyde Ironworks. And then February 22nd at the Poor House over in ACW over at Frontline Pro in Wisconsin. Uh, and we'll be back with the uh, Mindy Weekend right after this. to our guest ye old jdx or the old jdx or the old JDX. good old jdx in the south oh, good old jdx yeah. good old reliable jdx the I, d stands for distinguished oh dang or dependable yeah or again like we said in the interview i think it stands for dapper yeah or, he is or deranged you he, don't know uh, well, it could be. he is one of the most well-dressed handsome individuals you're ever going to meet also one of the friendliest outgoing professional young men in wrestling in our 
in our area, and you should take every opportunity to go out and cheer that man wherever he is plying his trade. Speaking of places that he's plying his trade, let's talk about the Mindy Weekend, brother. Woo! AWF, Managa Meltdown. We Managa! Got, we got Yield JDX in the main event. We'll get to that oh. right after this. Don't tease Nick me. the Natural Nelson taking on his former protege slash big heavy slash big man. The heater. Yeah, big slick Willie. You know, I really hope the big slick Willie gets out, underneath, out, out from underneath the thumb of the natural Nick Nelson. I would like to see this be the year of Big Slick Willie, a.k.a. BJ Seastrom. I think he's got all the tools and a long feud to with Nick... look like fools. A long Don't feud use that with, as a, with uh, Nick Nelson, yeah. I think, would really, really, really help put him on the map. I think he should steal his nickname. The natural? Yeah. Hey, I... I wish we saw Nick Nelson wrestle in more places. I really feel like he's got a lot of talent and can do a lot of things. So I think AWF is smart to have him on kind of lockdown, but I would love to see him stretch his wings as well. Did you hear that, Nick? Yeah, do it. Do it for the kids. Yeah, do it for little King Ginger. Uh, speaking there, of little King there's Ginger. There's never been, nor will there probably ever be a little version of me. Little King Ginger's favorite Ginger, Eric Cannon, taking on his former student, on Hell Dorado and singles action. There are matches that you want to travel to see because you don't get to see them often enough. This is one of them. Yeah. Um, Eric Cannon, I'm an unabashed, unapologetic fan, mega fan. Cannonite. Cannonite. Um, believer in Pop Pop, Uncle Eric. Yeah. Um, Dorado is hot fire. No doubt. Those two will tear it up. And again, it's a, it's, it's a match that you are going to want to travel for. I think AWF has done a good job of putting on some interesting matchups um, that you should go out and go out of your way to see. And this is one of them. Displaced from time. Oh. The lone wolf, the, the gladiator, Crixus taking on another... Are you not entertained? Another warrior, Garrison Creed. I just realized... Smells like it sounds. Uh, is Garrison Creed Flint from G.I. Joe? I just realized that he always wears the green beret. And he's got that kind of like uh, the attitude, you know? Or is it Falcon? Falcon? Flint. Flint. Flint was always like... No, Flint was like a little more kind of put together. Who was it? Was it Falcon? Who was the guy who was like a little... Uh, he's always brash, always pushing back against... Uh, Flint, Flint was, because Flint, Flint always wanted to be in charge and Duke was in charge. Oh, well, I mean, Duke should have been in charge. I mean, oh, let's be honest. Duke was a punk. Flint was kind That's of That's why he died. Flint was a bummer. No. G.I. <laughs> <laughs> Joe talk. Yeah. Um, this is what you get when you put two. Somebody's two, uh, gonna get their soldiers. flipping heads kicked in in this match. I hope. I hope they, one of them kicks one of the other's tattoos off. <laughs> if someone can become displaced from a time stream, I feel like someone can kick a tattoo off. I think that was a Jakara thing that happened at one yeah. point. I believe, like we talked about on the podcast, Johnny Moxley yep. had pointed that out that he came to a show and saw that the stipulation was someone will be displaced in time, and saw, ah, oh, well, what the fuck, wrestling can be whatever I want it to be. True story. It's true. Chikara. Speaking about whatever you want it to be, the system, uh, the system's got a chat room in AWF. Oof. Special guest. Hopefully, it's moderated. Uh, oh, it is by the system. Oh, that's scary. Um, oh. Um, well, there'll be extra moderation because the commissioner, uh, downtown Peter Brown. Oh, Pete. Yep, PDB. It's gonna be on speaking his piece. He's back. He's better than ever. Yeah. Hey. We are extremely happy that Peter's back. It, yeah. it's a, it was a long road to recovery. He did everything he had to do. Mm-hmm. He gutted out a really tough injury. And 
couple times. A couple times. And I really hope that this is just the beginning of something special for him. He's also rocking a really sweet stash and yeah. a new like leather jacket. I'm I, into it. I feel like he's the guy who has poured his heart and soul into AWF, even mm-hmm. when he was injured. So I hope it pays off massive dividends for him. And who better to have a conversation about his recovery than with the man who is a one-man social media push. Yeah. The system. The new age nature. But... Um, AWF title match, as promised. JDX going to be putting it all on line against Jake Savage. Is this the first time matchup, Beard? I think this is the second time he may have defended against Jake Savage, actually. I may be wrong about that, but uh, Jake Savage, another, he's an AWF product, comes home uh, when he comes out, and I think that him taking on JDX will be a very, uh, very athletic, very hard-hitting endeavor. Here, here's a reality. We do not, as wrestling fans in the metro area, get to see Jake Savage near enough. He is. Um, things that keep him away from being in a ring as much as most of us fans would like to see him. Um, I would say from an, MA, or, yeah, from an MAW standpoint, boy, I'd love to see him in a ring more often. But I am really happy that he does appear regularly somewhere, and that's AWF. This is a great matchup. Would you say that he's earned it? He has. Um, this is a great matchup. It's two of the more athletic guys you're going to see who push a really high pace, who really throw combination moves um, together, and they hit you in bunches that are spectacular. This is potentially one of the best matchups of the entire weekend in the Midwest. Oh, we. I, I really, I honestly do. It's, it's a guy who could probably make a lot of noise if wrestling was his chosen um, profession, and a guy who is making a lot of noise because wrestling is his chosen profession. And okay. it's a big challenge for JDX. Jake yeah. Savage, no, no slump. No slouch. No slouch. No slouch. Yeah. Not in no a slump? slump? I, yes. don't I don't know. Maybe I'm having a stroke? I don't none know. Of, none of those things. Uh, tickets, 10 bucks. Bell time, 7 p.m. Saturday at Monaga High School. Uh, Monaga! Head out. Proceeds go to the Monaga High School Athletic Department. Help the them out Rips. and see some great action. Those are two matches on there that are ridiculous. Um, speaking of ridiculous, mm. you know what time of the year it is. Um, it's a time of the year where we both fall both on our asses and our that, faces. That is true, yes. But beyond that, it's time for Shady Little Oh, no! Children <laughs> of the Corn! Yeah. The 11th annual stop at Holy Nativity. Uh, Holy Nativity's own genuine article, Chris Jordan, headlining the event. Defending the Lion Openweight Championship, maybe for the first time that I've ever seen outside of Merzen Hall against the Minnesota record Josh Price, this year's main event. It's coming for you too, Malachi. Yeah. This uh, is that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fight. Yeah. Josh Price has one speed and it's fast and one direction and it's forward. Chris Jordan gonna bring everything he's got. Again, to me, Jordan is one of the greats in our area, um, and I think that they will tear it up. Uh, newly crowned MIW champion Mitch Paradise making Woo! his first appearance as champion. Mitch, who's the Mitch got on that card? I don't know. I, I haven't seen an announcement for that. Is this a grab bag of potentials? Oh, I, I can. A I can tell you everyone who has been scheduled for action but does not have an announced match yet. Ooh. Well, um, all I know is if Albania. you if you're gonna step in that ring with Big Mitch, the only way you're gonna the best chance you're gonna have. I shouldn't say the only way. The best chance you're gonna have is to catch him off guard. Yeah. Because when he brings them big old pork chops down, yeah. you're going to pay the price. Sizzle. 
Uh, Albano, Black Plague, Cal Creed, Ooh. Notorious Ooh. Ryan Cruz, all potential uh, matchups for the champ. And then in a feature match, Scott Story taking on the y- the young gun, Rally Jackson. Is that a first-timer? Uh, it's got to be close. So this is a weird one, too, because we generally don't see those two... On the same side of the law? Yeah, well, and we generally do see them on the same side of the law. The the wrong side. Yeah. And this one, we know that in MIW, the young gun is beloved. He's the beloved gun. Yeah. Um, He's a gun slinger. He's the love gun. He's the love, yeah. Well, he's something. Um, (laughs) He and Scott's story have all the potential to steal that whole show. As good as GA and Price will be, and Mitch is Mitch. I don't care. You could put, you could put a bum in there, and Mitch is gonna make it look good. I mean, you put He's anybody in there against him, Mitch, and I'm gonna call him a bum. Yeah, yeah, bum. He's gonna You've destroy them, but He's gonna, Mitch is gonna make it look good because he's Mitch. Um, but uh, man, Story and Riley have all the potential to make that great. Absolutely. Um, so doors at five thirty, bell time at six. You can get a family four pack for thirty five bucks. You can bring um, food to donate to um, CEAP. A portion of the proceeds going to avenues for the homeless youth. Um, and uh, yeah. get there early because yes, it will get to the point where they'll they'll turn you away. I also say you know I, I'm not going to this particular one, um, but. Which means there'll be two seats open for anyone who wants to go. Uh, this is one of the best shows you can go to because it is one of the most fun. You get to see wrestling through the eyes of a room full of bloodthirsty. They prefer rabid. Rabid children. Rabid fans. Rabid <laughs> youth fans. Um, who are having the time of their lives, and to them, it's. Still real to me, damn it. And they owe it all to CJ. Yeah, and they love it. And it's it. There's a environment of fun there, as well as potential danger, <laughs> that yeah. makes it a really good time. Um, those shows are something else. And you know, MIW and Chris Jordan always give that show a great card. Yeah, absolutely. They never cease to give that card you know what the crowd wants which is a little bit of everything a little bit of country a little bit of rock and roll yep. no doubt didn't Speaking... Bla- didn't didn't stone and strut the priest last year uh well i mean when doesn't he well that's true yeah. it was pretty awesome if there's a priest in the house we've seen candy get we've seen people be assaulted by with candy yeah. we've seen yeah it's we've seen amazing stuff at those shows yeah so. um an amazing show. We're going to get the opportunity to call, the privilege to call. Oof. We're heading up Sunday to Heavy On Wrestling. Let's run down the card real quick. I'm sure that we'll you know, we'll do a podcast specifically for it. But um, Rodney Mack versus Mitch Paradise. Hoss fight. We, Good Lord. We want a Hoss fight. We get a Hoss fight. Yeah. yeah. I've always dug Rodney Mack. Um, it's the return of the Mack. And, man... Hevion does a great job of lining up opponents for Mitch that I, test his chin, mm-hmm. bring out the best in him, and as you said, they you want the Haas fight, welcome to Haasville. Yeah, there's going to be a couple of them. Uh, speaking of... From the wrong side of the Haas tracks. That's true. Roddy Mack <laughs> is bringing it. Settle for nothing, Heavy heavy Metal Lore and Sebastian Taylor representing going to take on King Leonidas... 
the uh, heart that never stops beating, the 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 fury and, and power of the uh, the warrior in his chest, and the husky hearts throb. Hey, it's a strange couple, you yeah. know, but it'll be interesting. Strange bedfellow. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, but Cody and Darren are pretty tight, or were at one time. Oh, man. I would like nothing better than to Cody for, to settle for absolutely nothing. Uh, Cody is not making a lot of trips to Minnesota of late. He is killing it everywhere, and he's become a deathmatch guy. Yeah. The hardcore heartthrob. He's the hardcore heartthrob. And he's been amazing. His game has stepped up. It was already great. Cody is an absolute phenomenal wrestler. Uh, I think people are going to be shocked and awed of uh, how far he's able to take things when he decides to. Um, and as well as how much he's continued to improve his craft. Leonidas has something to, not to prove, I guess, but he's got payback on his mind. After, after getting kind of humiliated at the last show by Settle for Nothing. Um, they, the armies of the east. They took a, took a pipe to his to his dome. At the same time, man, Sebastian Taylor he got ran over in that last matchup. I think he has something to prove, and Lore just wants respect. I think so, they're. I think everybody's going to that one with a head of steam, looking to prove themselves, and I'm interested to see what comes out of it. Um, how do you beat a god? That's the real question. Apparently, with a pipe. With music. With the power of friendship. With Adele. <laughs> um, man, that kind of kind of deep-sixed my uh, segue, but speaking of rolling in the deep, uh, we're deep in number one contender possibilities oh, wow. as Nathan Edwards takes on JDX, takes on Colt Cabana, takes on Eric Cannon in Fatal 4-Way matchup for the number one contendership. To face the champion outcome of Airwolfers Darren Corbin at Fortune Bania, a dose. You know, Cannon has found himself on the wrong end of these multi-man matches here of late. Um, does he get off the snide? Whoa, 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 whoa! No, you know who has been on the wrong end of the multi-man matches as of late? Darren Corbin, who never got pinned for his heavy on wrestling championship. I know this is an audio. You know, medium, but you can't see me playing the smallest violin in the world for Darren Corbin. Yeah, because That's Corbin's you're got a fan his shot. Settled for nothing, and you want to be a part of the band. He because can't. I'm sorry, I'm because next in line. Corbin's got his shot, um, deserved or otherwise, which is not deserved after getting some assistance at the last match. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. This is this one is to me the most up in the air matchup of all of them, because any of those four men play could, could play absolute havoc with whoever holds the belt at the end. I am make your pick. Oh gosh, make your pick. How do you make see, your pick. How do you bet against little Nate's on a roll? I'm not his biggest fan in the world, but he is on a roll. He has absolutely been virtually unstoppable. Of you late. could call him the Kaiser because he's not only in charge of shit; he's also on a roll. He's on the rise. He's on a roll. He's the rise of the Kaiser. Rise of, rise of the Kaiser. JDX to me is the guy who, in the next year, we're going to be talking about as the top dog in Minnesota. He is one of the best wrestlers, pure and simple. Cole Cabana, he's the pod father. He has been doing it for so long. Oh, I've never heard that before. On so every front, he is the man. He's epically talented in the ring. He's a showman beyond reproach. He versus either Airwolf or Darren Corbin 
could be absolutely hot fire. But you're going to pick Eric Cannon. No, I'm not going to no? pick Cannon. I, I, man, I want to think, so bad. If I'm picking with my heart, it's always going to be Eric Cannon. But I'm going to pick with my mind, and it's going to be Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. Who is Colt Cabana taking on? God, I hate to say it. Darren Corbin wins the title. Versus Colt Cabana. Darren Corbin beats Airwolf, and we're going to have Cabana versus Corbin at... Um, if we don't get that... At Fortune Banya, too. If we don't get that, and obviously Darren Corbin's going to win the title, but if Airwolf manages to cheat his way into a, 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 a continued title reign, Airwolf versus JDX would also be phenomenal. I would love that. Airwolf versus Little Nate? Yeah. Either one of those guys in the title match against any one of those four men would be off the charts good. Absolutely. It's You have six guys there... Who any way you match them up in any matchup, you're going to get something. What if we get phenomenal. two draws, elimination chamber at Fortune Bania? <laughs> what just happened? I don't know. I lost my lost my poop for a second. All right. Speaking of losing your poop, tape fist last man standing match. Um, we're just it's stipulation on top of stipulation. Hey, hey, hey beard. Hey bro. I heard that like uh, a match. I heard a match with chains for ropes wasn't enough for you. Yeah. Good lord, do these guys want to kill each other or what? I. Yeah, I, uh, maybe or what? I'm not sure. Duke Cornell didn't get enough of Chainsaw King, so I'm gonna break me off a little bit more of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah, I don't, I don't want a piece. I want the whole thing. Says he, he doesn't want it to be over until King is looking up at him from yeah. the mat. Yeah, saying Keep no moss. Yeah. Keep looking up. No moss. Uh, that translates to no moss. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I, this has all the potential to get real brutal real quick. The other one that has a lot of potential to get real brutal real quick, Luke Cox versus Ken Anderson. Luke Cox has not been around because Luke Cox, you son of a bitch, manhandled the senior referee, Rob Page. Rob Page! You might as well just force Coconut LaCroix down his gullet, you godless heathen. Justice for Rob. Justice for Rob. But not Rob Justice. No, but not Rob Justice. I don't know what, what is Rob Justice doing right now. I don't know. I mean, hopefully advocating on behalf of Darren Corbin. I'm just saying. Last time that happened, it didn't turn out very well. Yeah, shut your filthy pie hole. Um, I'd like to talk about one last match. It's well, I want to talk, I wanna talk about that real quick. Okay, all right. Have they ever had a, a matchup before? I, don't, I, can't, I can't imagine that they haven't. I, I'm really intrigued by this one because it's two guys kind of coming from different directions. Luke Hawks making his return to Heavy On after a lengthy absence. Ken coming out of being the champ and then losing his opportunity to get another shot at the belt. I mean, really, where does Ken Anderson... What happens if he loses? He goes home crying. Goes all the way to the back of the line. Does that shoot Luke Hawks up into a spot where he can claim that he deserves a shot sooner rather than later at that heavy on heavyweight title? I don't know what the implications are. I'm not sure what the ranking system is, but we'll familiarize ourselves with it and we'll talk about it on We're episode one seventy nine. Right down the middle. Yes, we are absolutely, <laughs> except for Darren Corbin, because <laughs> obviously. Um, and then the primetime match of the evening: the preeminent female wrestler in Minnesota, Karanoia, taking on the one and only Jazz. I could not hide how excited I was to call the Jazz match last time. To be able to call. A championship match featuring Jazz and someone who I think we both admire 
um, as much as Kara. Um, in that going from kind of subbing in while sick as a dog to fight Leva Bates in the first ever women's championship match to getting this opportunity to wrestle one of the legends of women's wrestling in the United States or anywhere else. Um, Very excited. I hope Kara did her homework because Jazz beat the dog out of Leva Bates. I we I I think we have rarely watched someone get beat down like that um, in a title match. That yeah. was that was Brock Lesnar esque, um, and it shows just how dominant, powerful, explosive, intimidating, um, professional, frightening. I could go all day with adjectives for Jazz, um, and it doesn't matter if she's a woman or a man. That's just her as a wrestler. Um, she is just top-notch all the way across the board. Kara is on her way up and has been for the last year. We've been really lucky for a couple years now to see Kara kind of grow all the way from seeing her do a before-the-show seminar to seeing her, you know, in Showtime when the uh, Futures Clash clash, to being a a huge portion of, of MAW to wrestling, you know, all over the place, Kaiju... Um, this is a different level of competition, though. Yeah. This is stepping up big time in competition. I think that'll bring the best out in Kara. I, I certainly I, hope so. I hope that this is her coming out party, but man, you talk about the hardest road to so possible um, is Jazz. Jazz is just unbelievable. I, I've rarely felt like I went to a show and been completely awed by somebody and how they, they've handled themselves in a wrestling ring. I mean, I think we've all been awed by athletic ability, but by pure presence alone on top of their skills, I don't know if you know either of us have been quite as awed as we were at Jazz's performance um, at the last Heavy On show. And if that's any indication... You better lay some boots up real tight, Kara, because it's going to be a really, really, really huge challenge and obstacle to overcome. So there's fewer, I think, than 50 GA tickets left. Um, it's a hot doors car. and meet and greet at 3 p.m., show at 4 p.m. Uh, roll up some fatties for these pod daddies. The Godfather's going to be in the house. Woo! Heavy on Wrestling presents No Love Lost 2. We want to make sure to mention. The Nomad World Pub and First Wrestling's Industry Standards, which is going to be happening uh, for the February, uh, the 18th, Monday, 7 p.m. Go there, meet Wildcat, meet Thunderfrog, hang out, uh, watch Raw, Zubas, Pit Viper, everybody's going to be there, Fulton Brewing. Also, I believe Monday, Bar Luchador, half off everything. If you've never been, go. For yeah. God's sakes, what are you waiting on? Two amazing opportunities to go hang out with other wrestling fans on Monday. Angelo can't make it easier for you. No. He's not going to come to your house and drive you there. Yeah. He can't pour delicious, delicious pitchers of Palomas and house-made margaritas down your gullet. You no, have to go you there. you have to go. You have to order the nachos yourself. Yeah. You have to get the tacos yourself. Ah, uh, corn tortillas. Ugh. Come on, what is son? wrong with you people? So, uh, three great shows, two great opportunities to go out and meet uh, and greet your fellow wrestling fans and the uh, Frog Cat Connection. 
This has been episode 178. The D stands for? Dapper. A very special delightful. episode. Yeah. Um, or in your case, the D stands for? Duluth. Darren Corbin. Well, I mean, it always does. Um, so for your King Ginger, I am the beard. And for your beard. Yeah. And we will don't, see you. Don't, don't introduce me. Oh, don't I like to. I like, I like closing I know you for do. you. Um, Next thing you do, you're going to be ordering for me. Yeah, or finishing your sandwiches. Or sentences? No, sandwiches. Oh, Definitely sandwiches. This has been Heel Turn Radio, live from the mud pit. We'll see you all next week. I like sandwiches. Me too.